2: Welcome to Circle Radio. Tonight we have a special double podcast. Nature Folk and Circle Talk, which are part of Circle Sanctuaries Media Ministries, will be combined in a special show, Honoring Pagan Warriors. It is September 11th, 17 years since the attacks on the United States in 2001 on this date. Since that tragic time, September 11th has become a day of service in the USA. And in keeping with that tradition, we thought this year we would honor the service of those pagans who have served and are serving in the U.S. military and allied forces with audio presentations of the Pagan Military Service Ribbon. We've been presenting Pagan Military Service Ribbons in person and through audio presentations since Veterans Day in 2011. And joining me tonight will be several Circle Sanctuary ministers David Ewing, Jeanette Ewing, and Michelle Beauches, all who are veterans, and Circle Sanctuary Ministers who are part of our Circle Sanctuary Military Ministries team. We'd like to start out with a presentation, and then we will talk about some of our military ministry work. That honors and supports pagan warriors. So we have someone who is called in for an audio presentation.
3: Hi Selena. This is uh well this is David Ewing here. And we have looks like we have Jacob Andy who's already called in. So we'll uh cue him into the system here. I think. Is this Jacob?
2: Yep, this is me. Oh, great. Thank you for calling in, and thank you for your service.
3: Can you tell us a little bit?
2: Yeah, tell us a little bit about um, what branch of service and when. Uh, In the Navy currently. um, Started on the East Coast, bounced all the way out to Hawaii, and now back on the East Coast for a bit. And... um, have you connected with other pagans in the navy as part of um your work in the military? Um not so much for as my work, but uh, in Hawaii there was a very strong circle group there. Uh it was joint forces. Yeah, that is fabulous. And do you have a particular form of paganism that you practice? I'm uh, mostly just in the clinic, which. Yeah. Well, David and Jeanette um, have connections with the Navy, and I know both of them are providing support for this call. Do you want to talk a little bit about your background, David and or Jeanette?
3: Sure. So, David here, Jeanette and I were both in the Navy. We were uh, data processing technicians back in the day when that's what, when they, those existed, um, and uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, and um, so, yeah, and that's how I, we kind of got connected with our pagan tradition and stuff as well, I was in active duty, so we've been there, um, and I see, according to your info, you're here on the, in the D.C. metro area, is that right?
2: I am now, yes.
3: Okay. Well, there, if you're free this Saturday, there happens to be a Pagan Pride Day going on up in Frederick, Maryland.
1: I did not. I'm actually not too far from Frederick. I'll definitely have to look into that.
3: Okay, because we'll be there, um, along with others. some others. Uh, uh, Tristan, who's another circle sanctuary minister that does military work, um, who lives in Germantown. Uh, she'll be there. Her and, uh, and some of us others will be there in, uh, in Frederick. So look up Frederick Pagan Pride at the Frederick UU Church. And so we'll be we'll be there at the at Homecoming. Test. Awesome! Yeah.
2: Thank you for the information. Yeah, I'd been looking. I saw Maryland Pagan Pride. I couldn't find for it. I didn't know Frederick had its own.
3: Yep, Frederick has its own. It. Yep, coming up this weekend, Saturday. It'll be indoors. Awesome. two rats. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, this is
2: this is fabulous, and thank you for. Uh, Being the first to call into our show for audio presentations of what we'll be doing at the Circle Sanctuary office tomorrow and for the rest of this week is we will be sending out the Pagan Military Service Ribbon as well as one of our Operation Circle Care cards that we've made available to those who are serving. So on behalf of Circle Sanctuary, its military ministries, the Pagan Military Association, the Order of the Pinnacle, and the other aspects of the support that we provide for those who are serving, who have served in their families. We present to you the Pagan Military Service Ribbon. We thank you so much for your service and for calling in. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Many blessings. Blessed be. Blessed be. So I know we have some other callers, and we'll get to them soon. I'd like to introduce another Circle Sanctuary military minister, Don Walker, also known as Michelle Beaucheres. Um, Welcome.
4: Hi. Good evening. This is i um, Don Walker, and um, I'm really happy to be here tonight on this special night of honoring our um, Pagan military service members with um, the Pagan military service ribbon. I'm, I'm really, truly glad to be here tonight.
2: Can you tell a little bit about your own uh, military background and some oh. of the ways that you're presently serving pagan warriors,
4: sure I am um retired um army, and I have been um retired now for almost longer than i served <laughs> um, but um i i I um, went to um, a military school in um in New Mexico and was commissioned um in 1979 um, and served um, my first duty station in um, Belgium um, and then served at various places in the United States. Um, My home base was in Virginia at Fort Lee, um, south of Richmond, Virginia. Um, I served in Washington State at Fort Lewis. I served in um, Korea. Um and then um my last duty station upon retirement was um back in Virginia at Fort Lee. My husband um who's also pagan um was um on active duty as well and he stayed in the service for 10 more years. So I I retired and then um was a military spouse for 10 years um which um was Kind of a, a new experience um, about i don't know fifteen ten fifteen somewhere between there um years ago, I found circle sanctuary um, um I was looking to serve um, um pagan military people um, and um I became a um distinctive religious group leader. And I was looking for a church to sponsor me at um, Fort Gordon in Georgia. And um, Circle Sanctuary became that um, church. And um, I served as um, the um, religious group leader there for um, about six years. Um, and in that time, I Studied with Selena to become a minister in Circle Sanctuary, and I was ordained um, in Circle Sanctuary a while ago. Um, I um, actually, about the same time that the Ewings were ordained, and Tristan, who is another military um, minister, we were all ordained at the same time, um, which was really cool having all of the military ministry team, almost all the military ministry team ordained at the same time. That was really neat. And one of the yeah, first so things
2: that I'm sorry? Yeah, I'm so glad that our team expanded and you were part of that process.
4: And um one of the first things that we did um together as a team is we um opened a Warrior Spirit Center at um PSG. And that has been um, going um, since our ordination um, at PSG. And it's been serving um, not only active military um, personnel, but um, all veterans and um, others that have um, a warrior, um, that follow a warrior path. Um, we get together at PSG um, and, and honor those who have served and are serving. So um, that's, that's been my ministry service since um, with, with Circle Sanctuary.
2: Well, I am so glad that um, you have been part of our military ministries team. And I do think it's important to um, continue the work now and have even uh, more people involved. So we are continuing to grow and expand. You know, 9-11 has been a day that changed the world. It changed the lives of individuals, not only those who were directly impacted by losing loved ones um, during the attacks. Um, it's impacted those who were first responders, those who were involved in um, rescue, recovery, cleanup. Um, I learned today that the number of people who were assisting in the aftermath of the attacks who have now gotten diseases have actually increased um, to the point that there's more of them who have crossed over than the people who died on that day. So it is something that was a very horrific thing, but one of the positive things that happens every year on 9-11, many people, are doing things for the greater good and are working to turn this day into a day to help others. And I do want to thank all of those people who have served and are serving as a result of a response to what happened 17 years ago. I know that a number of pagans signed up for military service as a result of 9-11, and there were also pagans who were there doing rescue and cleanup um, through first responder duties and things. I'm wondering if you can tell us a bit about um, your own experiences with 9-11 and how you've come to deal with that day.
4: Um, I'm sorry, Selena, are you asking um, me, David, and Jeanette?
2: Yeah, so I think I'll start okay, with you. Okay, sure. And um, okay. There, I know for myself, I continue to remember and observe it, and um, I happen to have uh, satellite television because I live in a forest, and I get the New York City um, NBC affiliate, so I'm actually Mm -hmm. able to watch the service there where the names are read. And I do that every year. I try to watch as much of it as I'm able. Um, and I do my own type of ritual at the beginning of each um, 9-11 day. And I'm wondering if you have any traditions that you've done in the past or that you do this year, Don Walker.
4: Um, yes, I, I um, do not have an annual tradition, um, that I follow on this day, um, I absolutely remember this day um, on the day of um, 9-11. Um, I think as the years gone by for me, um, healing process has taken place um, in um, the early years. Um, it was um, uh, very intense for me um and when i was working um um with the military um um on um a weekly basis um when i was at drgl it was very evident um the um pain that um it was causing families um to um in the aftermath of 911 and our military response to 9-11 and how uh, military personnel were just really being um, um, deployed so often that it was tearing, um, really hurting, tearing families apart um, and causing a lot of stress in families. So then I was um, working um, uh, with... um, the military and and we did always have um a special ritual on that day on I mean on this day on nine eleven we would do um, um, a special healing ritual um targeted specifically at um, those who had been deployed and their family members um, I've also participated in other um larger rituals. Um And targeted at healing of those who um, um, were killed on that day and the first responders um, from then. part of that has been um, adapting um, the warrior blessing ritual, which I think um, Reverend Dave Sassman will talk about a little bit later on in this program. Um, but in the more recent years, no, I haven't done anything formally um, to um, on this day other than my own personal um, remembrances. And I, I've moved to a new um, location in Florida. And interestingly, um, there are a number of um, homes in the neighborhood that have put out small um, flags lining um, their entire yard. And one neighborhood actually lined their whole entire street um, with with flags in remembrance um, of 9-11 and um, those
2: whose lives were lost. Yeah, thank you for sharing um, part of what, I have done over the years are prayers and, and at times conversations with people directly impacted, um, and I also do an interreligious um, component to this, um, experiencing Circle Sanctuary as part of a great network of the spiritual communities that are seeking to work for a healthier and more peaceful world. And um, I've, on anniversaries of 9 11, I sometimes have fallen on the time of um, an interfaith group that I've been part of for many years. I remember. Back in 2001, our interfaith group meeting was the day after 9-11, and I was one of the people that um, encouraged the group to do some sharing about their own experiences within their own communities about this. I think it's really important as we think about honoring pagan warriors to recognize how much um, words of support, um, direct communication, as well as social media communication can be appreciated by those who have serving or su- serving and those who have served. So I'm, I'm wondering, David and Jeanette, if you can talk a bit about some of your work, for honoring um, pagan warriors.
5: Well, there are... This is Jeanette. There are a couple of things, and as we look at this day, um, 17 years ago, on this day, I was in graduate school, and I was teaching was teaching biology lab classes, and I gotten up that morning. It must have been no more than i don't know half an hour after the very first plane hit and For those who are not aware, David and I live in the suburbs of the d c metro area. We live in Northern Virginia, so it is not terribly far what about twenty five miles or so from the Pentagon. Yeah, yeah. And that morning as events was were unfolding, you know, I got up, I was getting ready to get ready to go to school to teach my classes and I saw this happen and as the morning wore on, especially after the second plane hit, it became evident to me that Obviously, something more was going on. We were talking about some sort of terrorist-type activity or something. You know, I don't think it was labeled that way immediately. But pretty soon after, within the next few hours, as things unfolded, especially, and then especially, of course, after the plane hit the Pentagon It ended up ultimately having some indirect impact. I didn't have classes that day or the next day, but the next time I met with those particular students, there was a student that was missing because, as it turns out, his father was an officer and his father was injured because he was at the Pentagon At that time and it became very immediate and as I think about today I teach classes so I teach classes at a community college now and I was thinking about this as I drove to class today that I have students that were only a few years old they were very very small children they were under the age of five uh, roughly somewhere between the ages of two and five years old when this happened, they barely have a memory of it. It doesn't necessarily resonate with them. and But it feels like to me that it really wasn't that long ago. And as the years have gone on for David and myself, especially, well, before... And then after we became ordained, before we became ordained ministers with Circle Sanctuary, we started doing Operation Circle Care, which in the years that came after 9-11, many people are aware that we we were fighting wars in two countries, in Afghanistan and later in Iraq, and another minister at the time started Operation Circle Care to send packages of various kinds of supplies, personal care items, and magical items, including books and a lot of small handmade items and other things, pinnacles, uh, and other types of things to service members that were stationed in war zones. They were stationed in Afghanistan and then later in Iraq. And a few years after this person started the program, David and I took it over, and we did that for quite a few years until just recently, thankfully, We are grateful to say that there are very few, if any, pagan military personnel currently serving in Afghanistan or Iraq. So, gratefully, the need decreased over the years because there simply weren't very many pagan service members who were serving... In
2: those two countries. And that's true. Yeah, so that's true. And we actually have expanded the work of Operation Circle Care as the troop withdrawal um, started happening with Iraq and with Afghanistan so that we've kept the program alive, but we've expanded it um, from war zones to um, providing support on active for people Pagans on active duty Wherever they may be That's right
5: um, <clears throat> Hopefully people are aware that We have service members That serve all over the globe There are a number of duty stations In quite a few countries We also at any given time have I don't know, you can probably verify this, David. Any number of ships on deployment, both in the Atlantic Ocean and in the Mediterranean and then various places in the Pacific. Yeah. yeah, in Indian Ocean. So there are a number of personnel that are paying in that also serve
2: aboard ships at any given time. Yeah, so we, over the years, have had... Um, we've been sponsoring Pagan Circles between two dozen, three dozen different installations and ships and with the ships it does vary according to whether the the ship is out or not and um, we are continuing to provide support to the circles as a whole as well as to the Circle Leaders, the DRGLs. They used to be called DFGLs, Distinctive faith Group Leaders. Now it's Distinctive Religious Group Leaders. And it's a kind of lay chaplaincy. Uh, One of our Circle Sanctuary military ministers, Tiffany Andes, um, who also is a veteran, has been coordinating that program, which uh, really went through some wonderful changes as a result of Don Walker's work and we are um, sponsoring groups now at Fort Hood in Texas and Fort Bragg. Those are some of the older uh, pagan circles in the U.S. military and one of our fastest growing groups is at the Great Lakes Recruit. Training Command in Chicago, aka Navy Boot Camp, where so many people are coming to services that in the last few weeks there's been some active problem solving to try to get a larger room. Um, the second largest room, which is what's been used, uh, uh, pretty much has um, fire code limitations and uh, we've had well over a hundred people coming to weekly services every Friday night. And I, another one of our military ministers, um, Chiron has been coordinating that team and John and Judith, who are part of the team, um, they alternate weeks and each brings their own special expertise to the group. So I'm very thankful that um, we can continue to provide support to those who are serving as well as those who have served. And Operation Circle Care in more recent years has um, continued to send out some type of Yule gifting to those on active duty. We came up with a patch to celebrate the 10th anniversary, and that was our gift last year, and now we have a a blessing card that we're sending out. Um, I'm wondering, um, I guess I'll open this up to uh, David Jeanette and Dawn Walker, if you have some examples of um, feedback you've gotten as a result of some of your military ministry work, working with individuals, um, what kind of communications, um, written, verbal, social media that you've been hearing as a result of some of the things that you do, one-on-one conversations as well as ceremonies, because each of the three of you have been doing a lot of different things.
3: Okay, well, David here. Um, um, okay. So we used to, when we used to send out the um, the packages for Operation Circle Care, we would include thank you notes, uh, thank you cards, and stamped envelopes in the packages, so the service members who received them could send back a thank you, or you know, if they wished to to send something back. And we did get a few that were very thankful about you know for getting the package with the stuff because they they felt very isolated. And uh, many times they felt isolated with with where they were, with their faith, because they would be like the only person, or maybe them and like one other person in their command, who pra- who, were, who were practicing pagans. Um, so knowing that there was somebody out there to be there for them, to help them, to support them, and to and do that um, was was a very big deal. And as somebody who's been on deployment on a sh- on ships at sea, you know, when you're out at sea someplace. Those packages, you know, from home care packages, from the family stuff, they're they're worth gold. Um, they're really they really are. Um, so you know, for folks to get these packages, and then they would send like, can you also send one to this person because they really need something too, and they're really depressed, and and they and they don't really have any connection to anybody else. Nobody else in their family supports their faith and stuff. Can you send them a package too? And that's how we would get other names to send packages to, which is very positive. And I was like, okay, that that was. To us, that was um, that was the reward for us. Really, was that knowing that hey, these were actually meaningful for folks. Um, and we've also led warrior blessing rituals in various areas here, places here in the Northern Virginia DC metro area. And doing those, you know, we see we see people who attend those that will come back and say that you know that, that they um, how much of an impact something like that is on their life to know that there are others out there supporting and, and recognizing. You know, the pagans who are my minority religion in this country, but the pagan service members and veterans and stuff that, that are, um, you know, that's that we've got a lot of good feedback from folks just because of that, you know, just the, that appreciation that Circle is there supporting them and everything that Circle does for the military ministries.
4: Yeah, and this is um, Michelle. I, um, I made... Um many connections um, as a um, distinctive religious group leader when I served at Fort Lee, I I mean at Fort Gordon in Georgia. Um, But I also made um, a lot of connections um, when I um, was um, working with the military circles um, program for a number of years before um I it transitioned. that program transitioned to um Reverend Tiffany. Um and I've maintained connections um through social media with um so many of of, of the people uh military people that I met, um, some now for um more than ten years, and we're still connected and and communicating um, through Facebook. I get phone calls <laughs> out of the blue from um, um, people that I've worked with um, but my most um, uh, fond memory um, is I was working um, um, with a group of pagan military who were um deployed um, and I was helping them to set up a military open circle overseas <laughs> excuse me overseas I would never met them before it was all through um email correspondence with them and with their chaplain um but unbeknownst to me um three of those people that I was working with came to a PSG one year and when they heard uh when I introduced myself um and they said, Oh my gosh, that's her," and they nearly tackled me <laughs> down at at PSG. Oh, did that ever warm my heart? Um, that I was able to help them um get their open circle set up and they were just really appreciative. Of of um, of the support that Circle Sanctuary is giving uh, was giving military pagans at that time, um, so those are some of my memories.
3: Yeah,
2: thank you. Yeah, I'd like to um, share now the. Powers of Nature Warrior's Blessing. It's a, um, another um, prayer card that we make available through Operation Circle Care. The very first one we created um, way back um, shortly after 9-11, and I remember calling various um, government and military offices to make certain that we could uh, get these off to troops in war zones. Well, um, we do a number of different ceremonies throughout the year to support those who have served and are serving and their families. And one of those things um, is with Armed Forces Day, and we also have this At Veterans Day, we do some work at Memorial Day, and this year we decided to do this special podcast on 9-11. I developed the Powers of Nature Warriors Blessing as part of some ceremonies that I've done in connection with special occasions, and I'd like to share this with you now. Powers of sacred earth bless and protect warriors who serve on and in land powers of sacred air bless and protect warriors who serve in and through air Powers of sacred fire bless and protect warriors who serve with and under fire. Powers of sacred water bless and protect warriors who serve on, in, and by water. Powers of sacred spirit bless and protect warriors who serve and their loved ones, so mote it be. In doing work to honor and support pagan warriors, we find that it can be helpful. To find some common denominators that even with all the diversity of different forms of pagan spiritual paths that can connect all of us together. So we have developed a number of ceremonies and prayers and blessings over the years. The pagan military service ribbon, which we present at most of the pagan military ceremonies that we do has red, white, and blue coloration, and it has a golden acorn. And one of the reasons that we selected a golden acorn is that the oak is a symbol that is sacred across many different pagan traditions, and the acorn is also revered as a symbol of well-being, of strength, of good fortune. And so those who call in tonight for our audio presentations um, will have the opportunity not only to get the pagan military service ribbon, but our newly created Operation Circle Care Powers of Nature Warrior's Blessing Card. So if those of you who are listening live will have the opportunity to call us. You can call 347 308 82 And when you call in and you hear the automated message acknowledging you've reached the station, hit the number 1 and then you will go into our host queue and we will bring you on the air. So if you're interested in being part of our show, we invite you to give us a call. So I know, Michelle, you um, will um, be with us for a few more minutes. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about your work at our biggest gathering of the year, the Pagan Spirit Gathering. You helped create the Warrior Spirit Center that provides support for veterans, for troops and their families within the context of our Pagan Spirit Gathering. Um, what has it been like to create such a center, and what kind of reception have you gotten from that?
4: Um, it was um, what what led me to um, want to create the center. Um, about eight years ago, I think it was, at, Camp Zoe at Pagan Spirit Gathering After um, After The warrior blessing Ritual Reverend Tristan said Hey why don't we march The flags Into morning meeting And morning meeting Is attended by um, The entire community Is at morning meeting And so we did. We marched the flags into um morning meeting following the warrior blessing ritual. And um the entire community stood and as the flags were being marched in. And then Selena asked well and then everybody sat down. And then Selena asked, um all of the veterans
0: that were attending
4: morning meeting to please stand to be recognized. And um, I was just um, amazed at how many um, veterans there are in the pagan spirit gathering community. It was um, really amazing to me. And so I... Thought after that particular, and and every single one of them received absolutely warm embrace from the entire community. And so I thought it would be great to have um, a center of our own that warriors could gather and and um, each day and just be together and um and and share like all warriors like to do share war stories and um and warrior cakes and ale which is coffee and donuts and um and so we've been doing that every every year since and the reception actually at the beginning of the week is great and we have a lot of attendance and we've got great speakers that come but towards the end of the week, it kind of dwindles because we meet early in the morning. And um, and a lot of our pagan warriors like to um, <laughs> attend and participate in some of the late night activities. And it's kind of hard to get up and <laughs> come to the Warrior Spirit Center um, for cakes and ale every morning. So, but it's been a great reception, and I really enjoy doing it. and um, many of the um, members of the military ministry team um, have helped every year um, in giving specialized workshops um, and um, other and rituals that are geared towards um, um, warrior um, archetypes. Um, We've um, used the center to um, counsel and work with people that are interested in following a warrior path. Um, We've used the center to work with um, veterans and help them understand their um, veteran benefits from um, VA loans to um, VA healthcare. Um, and, And it's been really good. It's been really good.
2: Well, thank you so much for letting us know about um, all the various things you've been doing with Warrior Spirit. And I um, thank you for being on this first part of this show. Um, I've learned from David, our engineer, that um, we have another caller for an audio audio presentation of pagan military service ribbon so david who do we have joining us now
3: Hang on hi selena um so david here i'm on right yep um so charles buttwalker has uh who you've been in touch with today has called in so we'll bring him in hi charles
0: hello
2: Welcome. Thanks for calling, and it, and thanks for reaching out to us. Tell us a little bit about your um, military service background and some of the support that
0: you're providing. Uh, I was in the military uh, as, a, as a medic um, in 1969 and 1970. I uh, I mainly worked on um, Psychiatric wards with um, um, people returning from Vietnam, um, and uh, geez, it was quite the experience. I, I can't go into all of it, but it certainly was quite the experience. Uh, but it motivated me to when I got back out to finish college because I had gone for a couple years and then uh, dropped out. And the draft came along, and I decided either get drafted or sign up. So I signed as, up as a medic because I thought at least I could choose something I could do. Yeah. And, and I was already working as a nurse's aide at a hospital while going to college, so it, it seemed to fit in. Uh, and when I got back out, I went back to school.
2: That's fabulous. And were you in the Army?
0: Yes, I was in the United States Army. That's correct, yes.
2: And what kind of places did you were you stationed? Did they keep you in one place or move you around?
0: The funny thing about it is, I was at Fort Lewis, Washington, most of my whole stay.
2: Yeah, and I have some great memories of um, being up in Washington State in recent years. And it's um, there's a Eleusinian Mysteries that's held at a place that has been used by the military. In the past, and um, there were bunkers, and we were able to use them for ritual purposes. <laughs> really, pretty fabulous. When I was up there for the Eleusinian Mysteries, the Aquarian Tabernacle Church sponsors that every year. There were quite a few veterans and people in active duty that were part of that spring festival and I was able to do some pagan military service ribbon presentations then. I know you and it's I wonderful. were in touch. Yeah, we were in touch earlier today, and it seems that you are um, very active helping veterans now, and and you volunteer as a chaplain. So can you tell us um, about some of the work that you're doing now to help others?
0: Uh, Sure, yeah. I just decided this was a way for me to give back. Um, You know, I kind of hid being a veteran originally, but I mean, I've come out of that. And now I'm giving back, and I got appointed not too long ago by the the county to serve on their veterans advisory board. So I'm making a real effort to reach out to veterans of all the different uh, wars or conflicts. Um, Of course, I have a special heart towards, in a sense, dealing with a lot of the Vietnam vets because they – still seem to be having a tough time to some degree integrating into some of the assistance or help that they can get. So I'm reaching out as much as I can. And I, and I took a training called, it's it's called a pure Corps training. And it's, yeah. it's veterans who want to help other veterans out. Um, I think maybe Washington state's one of the few places that has one, although they're hoping to take it nationwide. And so I got certified to do that so I could help veterans. And I go to a lot of veterans events locally just so that I can talk to veterans one-on-one because um, we've got a homeless situation here. But there's been, the community's really come together, and we're trying to bring zero homelessness to veterans. And we got Wonderful. We got grant money and everything that came together to, to do that. Um, and then I volunteer some time at different uh, veterans groups, and I uh, occasionally go down to the local Spokane Veterans Home, and have done stuff there, and I volunteer as a chaplain Um, and so, anyway, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and, um, you know, I'm sort of uh, semi-retired, so, I mean, I have the time to do this. Um, I just uh, uh, recently celebrated my 71st birthday, so I'm still going strong, and and will continue to do as much as I can to help my fellow brothers and sisters.
2: I really appreciate that. Can you tell us a little bit about um, some of your own spiritual path. I know that you're interested in, in helping pagans. You reached out to us about that, and you also have some connection with unity. Um, how would you describe your own spiritual path?
0: Well, um, I guess the best way to describe it real uh, quickly is in a sense to say that while I was in college, I decided that I needed to know more about my background and my roots in the sense of where I came from, And that's when I found out that my great-grandmother had been part uh, Cherokee or Native American, you know. Um, um, And so I wanted to find out more about it, and I went to the college where I was at, and I went to somebody, and they said, oh, go over here, and this person can help you out because they're doing a thing on some Native American studies. So I went to talk to the person, and the next thing I know he said to come back at, was it four o'clock or something that day that he had somebody he wanted me to meet. And I met this Cherokee medicine man. And first thing he does to me, he goes, Oh, so glad to see you. He says, I was hoping you were going to be on time. He says, you must be my new apprentice. And I went, what? (laughs) No. And, and, and that, all I could say is that started me on another journey besides college in the sense of learning about some of my, um, Uh, Native American side and the other roots, and he was very insistent that as I got farther into it, he said, you need to understand yourself fully, he says, because you're, you know, a mixed blood. He says, so you should understand the aspect of your Celtic roots and the other things that you have within you, and that it would be important to do this. And he says, so he says, I got a friend that's coming that's a Celtic shaman, he says, in a couple of months, and I want you to meet him. And so, I like I said, I started on a journey. And from that, I've met some of the most amazing people. And so I've studied a lot of shamanism in different ways. And some of them uh, were, were, were pagans as well. And some of them introduced me to people that were, you know, volunteering or working within the pagan community. And the, you know, the Universal uh, Unitarian Church here in town has a fairly good-sized pagan population, and I'm part of the Northwest Pagan Alliance here, so I intermix with a lot of people in that way as well and, um, you know, try to be as open as possible at meeting people from all the different divergent points of view that are out there, and, and, and I just feel blessed Because I'm just amazed at how many um, veterans I'll meet when I get talking to them, and occasionally I'll bring up religion or something like that just to sort of see if they have a faith um, in some way. And a good percentage of uh, them, they'll say things like, oh, I'm nature-based, I'm pagan-oriented. And, and, of course, they'll look at me like they're waiting for me to lay something down on them, like, oh, well, you're heathen or whatever, you know, that, you might, that some people might get. They certainly don't get that from me, and I think that has endured me in the community in the sense that I don't judge anybody whether they're a Christian or they're not, uh, you know, whether they're a pagan or a Catholic, uh, you know, whether they're, they're a Jew or they're a Native American. The idea is that we're all people. And that we're all here to live on this planet as I see it in harmony as best we can. And with taking that approach, it certainly has been pretty good. Um, And it's gotten me involved with some of the ministers here that are more open-minded. And I've done some things with the uh, Interfaith Alliance here. Um, And and they seem to be open to some of this. I'm not going to say everybody, of course, because they look at it very differently than that. But that's their choice. But I'm just enjoying what I'm doing, and I I, I feel appreciative um, that I have um, been given so much by the community here and by my fellow veterans that this is a way that I can give back. I'm um, I'm a disabled vet, um, 40%. Uh, so you know they've been good to me in that sense, and this is just my way of being able to give back, and so I'm enjoying it.
2: Well, I'm very glad that. Um, You called in tonight and that we've been able to network earlier today and so on behalf of Circle Sanctuary it's Circle Sanctuary Military Ministries team, the Pagan Military Association, the Order of the Pinnacle, and all the other aspects of the work that we are doing for those who have served, who are serving, and their loved ones. We present to you the Pagan Military Service ribbon and we thank you very much for your service
0: and oh, I, I'm honored I thank am, you
2: yeah continue uh, continued support to you as you do that in a religious work as well as supporting people who are pagan who have served and are serving and we look forward to being able to connect with you in the future
0: Certainly. I hope so. I hope I can bring some of that material that you have and everything to some of the events that I'll be attending, because I attend a lot of the events here and sometimes volunteer tables where I'm handing out information about, you know, local services and other things that are available to the veterans here. Um, I've been able to build a network of people who are offering even some free services to veterans. I've got a guy who offers myofascial release to veterans who have pain to help them take away their pain, and he's doing it for free.
2: That is so, fabulous.
0: Yeah, I'm working with, with a group called Veterans for Integrative Healthcare, and uh, so we're trying to bring some of the alternative things in the community out here available to veterans. Some of them don't even know what's available. Of course, that's the idea is to educate people.
2: Well, absolutely, and I'd like to take this opportunity to um, not only thank you, but um, to thank. Uh, Reverend Don Walker, Michelle Beauches, because she has another meeting um, she'll be going to and and also to give thanks to Reverend Dave Sassman, and Circle Sanctuary Minister, who will be joining us shortly. I uh, learned recently about something called Veteran to Veteran. There is a website, www. VetCenter.VA.gov and the number, there's a helpline, is 877-927-8387. It's the Veteran to Veteran Helpline. It was specifically created to help veterans from um, all decades of military service who are dealing with PTSD. And I learned about this from a documentary movie that I happened to find um, at last year and DVR'd it and got a chance to finally watch it um, recently, and it's called Searching for Home, Coming Back The other resource that was given at the end of the documentary was the Coaching into Care Service, and there is a helpline for family members and caregivers of veterans with PTSD and other issues. And that number is 888. 823 7458. That's 888 823 7458. Recently, I had occasion to help a family um, with a veteran who was dealing with a flare up of PTSD, and I called the family assistance number and had a very good connection and was very thankful to know about this service. And you can get information on the web about the Family and Caregiver Assistance Helpline. In addition to calling it, you can go to www.va.gov slash Coaching into Care and it's really fabulous that more things are available and I'm wondering if any of you all that are on the call right now are aware of either of these um, helplines, have done any networking with people who've um, taken advantage of these helplines. I've talked with several people who do a lot of work with vets and they weren't even aware of the helpline. So I'm glad that I happened to see the movie and I'm I'm thankful that more resources are being developed.
6: Oh wow, Selena, that's
3: interesting. This is David Jeanette here. Um, we heard of some of that. Of uh, those types of services and resources, but not all of those. Um, and there are a lot of resources out there for folks. We see, um, we see, organization outside of Arlington National Cemetery where we visit every every Memorial Day. We go to Arlington Cemetery and pay respects to um, those who are buried there with pentacles and other pagan symbols on their headstones, as well as a few others. And there's an organization that sits out, sits up um, outside the entrance of the cemetery with information and stuff for people who are combat vets um, for, you know, numbers and, and, and ways for support to kind of help deal with the just the memories and the experiences of, of what went on uh, during their during their time in service, because that is something that still um, continues to be a need for our veterans, for many of our veterans. They, they really need that kind of support and, and those services there, so that's, Interesting that there's even more out there that we knew about.
2: Yeah, I'm. Um, the documentary that I saw was really excellent, and those who want more information about the documentary movie, I'll give its name again. It's called Searching for Home, Coming Back from War, and it has uh, examples and real-life um, stories of a number of veterans who have served in various wars and their healing processes and multicultural across different um, places in the U.S. And uh, there were people from World War II and the Vietnam War and Iraq and Afghanistan. And um, the website for the movie is www.ffh. TheMovie.com The S-F-H standing for Searching for Home One of the things that I Found really powerful about It was um, Some of the ceremonial work That is Done for those who Are Native Americans Within their own nation Within their own community Their tribal group And I know within Paganism Within Circle Sanctuary, um, there have been ceremonies that will help those who are about ready to go into combat prepare for that deployment. And there are ceremonies that we have done, often one-on-one, but sometimes um, a number of people together that have welcomed the veteran back home after having served in a war zone. I heard that another one of our Circle Sanctuary Ministers has um, called in to join us. So I'm wondering if we can bring on Reverend Dave Sassman. Hello. Well, good hello, evening. Hello.
1: Good evening. Great
2: Great to hear your voice. Uh, it's tell been us a while. A bit, it has been a while. Tell us a bit about your military service. We had Charles on just recently, and um, he was in the Vietnam era, and I know that you've um, done not only work with Vietnam veterans, but have had that experience yourself.
1: Yes, Um I was in the Air Force from 1964 to 1972. Uh, uh, my primary duty station was Anderson Air Force Base, Guam, but I was sent TDY to Utapau Air Force Base in Thailand and Da Nang in Vietnam and some other places. Uh, but we were never in Laos or Cambodia, but that's another story. Um, my experience was—I um, don't know if it was atypical. It was a combination of a little bit of combat, um, and, and it, 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 as somebody once said, "War is is tranquility interrupted by." Times of sheer panic um, because of the situation that you're in, uh, and you know, we we all came back a little damaged uh, than when we went. Uh, I've I've suffered through my bouts of uh, I guess PTSD and uh, um, managed to survive. I think. <laughs> I'm better than I was, anyway. Um, And since I've gotten involved with the pagan military ministry, I've been um, elected to the board of directors for a number of veteran organizations. And uh, uh, I work with veterans almost weekly, uh, sometimes every day, uh, both pagan and non-pagan. This is the season of stand-downs, which is where they bring the homeless and near-homeless folks in and make sure that they have clothing and sleeping bags and warm clothes for the winter, and they get medical attention from uh, uh, eye doctors and dentists, and they get haircuts. and, And so that's what we're busy doing right now.
2: Yeah, and I do think that when one has had experiences oneself, that brings a connecting focus to a ministry with others. And very thankful for all of the work that you've been doing with those on active duty as well as, um, those who are veterans and their families. You know, one of the things that you do as part of our largest event that Circle Sanctuary sponsors every year, the Satan Spirit Gathering, and we had Don Walker on earlier uh, talking about the Warrior Spirit Center. Well, another key component of providing support and honoring Pagan warriors within the pagan Spirit gathering community is the warrior blessing ritual and I know you have evolved it over the years and it's a very moving ceremony. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Wow <laughs> it's um, the ritual is constructed to help heal those who are still in need of that. Um, Because for many veterans, whether it be Vietnam or Korea or Desert Storm or Afghanistan um, or Operation Freedom, uh, they come back a little bit damaged. They are gun-shy. They are emotionally broken or bruised. And the warrior blessing ritual is designed to help them heal. Um, on 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 numerous occasions, people have come up to me afterwards and said, "Thank you very much," with tears in their eyes. Um, it's uh, uh, it brings together the emotions that that. I shouldn't say brings together. It brings to the surface a lot of the emotions that the veterans and their families and their support system have kept just below the surface, um, and it and it allows them to uh, let other people see the vulnerability and the pain that they've been and experiencing. Uh, so it's 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 hard to describe unless you've been there um, and seen it, uh, that it's, it's been, it's a very moving, emotional, uh, tearful, joyful celebration of this, the, the sailors or soldiers or Marines or airmen's service and their acceptance within the community of, who, of what they've done and who they are.
2: Yeah, and I'm very thankful for your ongoing work with that. Well, I've just heard from um, David that we have another audio presentation of the Pagan Military Service Ribbon coming up. So, David, who do we have that's called in to join us?
3: Right, well, we have uh, Robert Hammock who has uh, called in to join us. And he actually signed up for his ribbon a couple years ago, and uh, I guess schedules just haven't meshed together when we've had our program that he's been able to call in. So we finally got to connect, and we're going to bring Robert on here now. Yeah, which is great. Uh, Greetings, Robert. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi.
6: So Uh, tell us a little bit about
2: your military service.
6: Uh, I was an Army military policeman from 94 to 96. I did my basic training in MP school at Fort McClellan, Alabama, one of the last classes to go through there before the EPA. I believe it was the EPA, but either way, before the schools got shut down. So I spent pretty much my entire time in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and it was definitely memorable. Uh, uh, So uh, the one deployment that I went on was uh, Operation Sea Signal from roughly late 94 to roughly mid 95 down in Guantanamo Bay. It was mainly a humanitarian operation for uh, all the Cuban and Haitian refugees that mass migrated out of there. Uh, We
2: thank you for your service. You served in the U.S. Army, correct? Yes,
0: ma'am.
2: Yeah, and tell us a bit about your um, um, connection with paganism. Um, Were you um, practicing pagan back then, or did you come upon that later, and
6: what's that been like for you? Uh, uh, During my time in, I had heard about it, and... I was a bit skeptical because of the polytheism and it was just, it was just really, at that time I was thinking it was just a really weird experience and it was something I had never heard of. and So I went into it with an open mind and I figured, okay, you know what? I'll look into it and do some research on it. If it turns out that it's for me, great. And if not, then, oh well. But, The more research I did about it, the more I liked it. And I ended up loving the fact that it's not so structured and so rigid as mainstream organized religion is. And I can pretty much pick what I want to do. So I like the freedom. I like the diversity of it. Yeah, well,
2: I am very thankful that you... Called in to be part of our show And that you've um, connected With us in the past So on behalf of Circle Sanctuary It's Military Ministries The Pagan Military Association The Order of the Pinnacle And all the other things that we do For those who have served Who are serving in their families We present to you The Pagan Military Service Ribbon We thank Thank you you. very much Thank you for your service
1: Thank you for your service
3: all right. Thank you.
2: Well, I'm I'm glad that we are um, having some audio um, presentations, and we will be sending out the actual ribbons that we're doing the ceremony for tonight um, in the next few days from the Circle Sanctuary office. I have learned that another one of our Circle Sanctuary military ministries team has called in. So Reverend Tristan, we invite you into our honoring pagan warriors show. Oh, hello everyone. Hi, Tristan. Hello. It, it's great to hear your voice. Tell us a bit about your own military service. and, um, you know, how, how did you come to join the military and what kinds of things have you done in the past and what you're doing now? Well
7: um I joined the military the Navy specifically to uh get out of Albany, Georgia, to tell you the truth. And that's boy, honest <laughs> boy did I get out. <laughs> um that was nineteen eighty one and uh in i ended my active duty in nineteen eighty eight and went reserve and ended that in nineteen ninety six so that's about fourteen years and uh i i had uh, you know some really good times, and I had some really silly times, and I had some really bad times. I, I think that everybody uh, probably has had that in their military career at one time or another. I don't think that's unique. Um, I served during peacetime, um, and I also served at a time where uh, women were not allowed on combatant ships. And so it was very limited as to uh, what I could do for sea duty or whatever. So um, I did do some overseas duty that counted as sea duty. And uh, I was in the process, uh, data processing field uh, before laptops and before uh you know desktop computers It's when they Covered entire rooms So you know It, it, it was way back in the day <laughs>
2: Yeah Well and you've continued to have um, Connections With the realm of Veterans Affairs You've worked with Circle Sanctuary On veterans rights And, and you do some work um, In your Career right with veterans
7: Absolutely. Um, I work for the VA uh, at one of their medical centers in Washington D.C. As a matter of fact, and uh, I work with veterans every day, and it's my pleasure, and it's always good to work with and around people who get it. You know, we—it's it, sort of a a, a giant fraternity, as it were, you know, uh, we all, as as much as there's inter-service rivalries, you know, it, it's all, you know, being silly and, and you know, uh, sibling camaraderie, uh, but we understand each other, and, and that's just really a, a great environment to be in. And uh, I I serve not only, you know, doing my regular job at the VA, but also as a liaison for the earth-based religions with the chaplain's office. Uh, So I'm the local
2: pagan on call. (laughs) So what has it been like um, helping to build those bridges um, uh, with the chaplain's office?
7: Oh, I just have such a great time with the chaplains. They are just hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The chief of chaplains is one of the coolest people I've ever met. And,
3: uh,
7: you know, she's just really uh, open to uh, all paths. Well, you know, to be a chaplain, you have to be open to all paths. But, you know, she's extremely accommodating.
2: Wow, that is fabulous. Well, one of the things that um, happens each summer at our Pagan Spirit Gathering uh, is that we acknowledge veterans and those on um, active duty as part of our Pagan Spirit Gathering meetings, and we talked a bit about the Warrior Spirit Center with Don Walker, earlier in the show, and we talked a bit about the warrior blessing ritual that Reverend uh, Dave Saffman does each year. You've been part of that warrior blessing ritual, and you've been part of the Warrior Spirit Center. Can you tell us some of your impressions of these aspects of our gathering life and what impact? that you have observed um, with the pagans that come to the big summer solstice gathering, um, how that impacted them to actually have military ministers that are providing services right in our pagan village that we create every year at our
6: gathering?
7: Well, um, I, I think probably for a first timer at least they come and then they, look and they say, "Oh, wow, I'm not alone." Look, I already have uh, you know, uh com- comrades as it were built in. We've got military people, awesome, you know. It it's somewhere to start where I know where I am and where I stand. Um and and so it's great to give people a start into, you know, our big gathering and, uh, you know, an anchor, as it were, um, because we can talk about the same things, you know. Uh, And and I think it's
5: also,
7: uh, I don't want to say a relief, but uh, it's a a pleasant surprise, you know, for not only the veterans, but for the dependents also, the families, um, because the families, also speak the same language. Uh, I grew up as a Marine Corps brat. Uh, and so us kids who grew up as, you know, military brats, we have a language, too. And, you know, we can connect on that level and then go forth and connect on so many other levels with so many other people it's just that that little in that you start with that uh, seems to make all the difference in the world you're not the only one
2: yeah that's a really important thing well I see we have um, the last part of our show coming up and we're going to continue our conversation but for those who are listening live that have served in the U.S. military or are serving and would like to get a pagan military service ribbon that hasn't um, had the opportunity to get one yet, we invite you to give us a call at 347-308-8222. And once you've called in, hit the number one, and that will get you in the host queue and then we will do the audio presentation. We've been doing the Pagan Military Service ribbon presentations since um, 2011 on Veterans Day, and we're very thankful that we've had an opportunity to connect with so many different people um, who are veterans and on active duty over the years, so what I'd... Uh, suggest we do in the next few minutes is uh, David and Jeanette Ewing have done um, presentations have taken military service ribbons and warrior blessings and Tristan and and uh, Dave and I also have done different kinds of ceremonies warrior blessings water warrior honorings wonder if we can um, each go around and Um, share what it's been like for ourselves and some of the people we've interacted with to do a presentation of the Pagan Military Service Ribbon. Um, I know for myself that I endeavor to include it. uh, Sometimes it's at the beginning of a workshop when I'm at an event, Pagan event. Sometimes It's incorporated in a ritual. Sometimes it's its own ritual. Uh, But I um, have seen over the years, since I've been doing this work in person as well as through these audio podcasts, that it seems to be very powerful for those who are pagans, who have served and are serving, to get the recognition from their own. Um, people from their own um, faith community. And on numerous occasions, I've seen tears well up in the eyes, not only of the people receiving the ribbon, but from their loved ones that have been in the audience when it's happened. I'm wondering if um, any of the rest of you have had some experiences similar as you've been doing presentations of ribbons?
7: Um, absolutely. It, it, it's the greatest pleasure I've had. You know, it's, it's in the top ten of greatest pleasures I've ever had is to decorate someone and thank them for their service on behalf of Circle. Um, I have done it at uh Frederick PPD, uh Pagan Pride Day uh in, in Maryland and you know if you want an opportunity to receive one, uh, Frederick, Maryland Pagan Pride Day is this Saturday, so come on down. Uh <laughs> I'll have a pocket full. And uh so uh at Southeast Iowa Pagan Pride uh as, as well as uh Southeast Iowa, you you um uh, it, it's just the greatest thing. I really enjoy it. Well,
1: my so experience is,
3: don't all talk at once. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: my experience is is generally within the confines or the structure of the Warrior Blessing Ritual. And I, I presented in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, at PSG, um, and a few other places. Where? Indianapolis, yeah. Uh, and, and the reaction is, is a combination of, of uh, uh, pride uh, and pleasure. Pride in their service to the to the country and pleasure that the community recognizes them. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, partly it's, part of it is is the beginning of a healing process for them. Um, and it's it's this is a ribbon um, uh, uh, that touches the soul of those recipients because they never thought they'd get it. And most other faith communities don't have a, a physical pre- presentation for your military service. We do.
2: Well, and I'm very. It's very, very,
1: it's yeah, very heartwarming to see it, the reaction.
2: It, it exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. It's warming, and I'm. Um, I, I do find it um, the word about it has continued to get around. Um, I was just at the Chicago, Greater Chicagoland, taking Pride Day uh, last, um, this past Sunday, and I did the presentation at the beginning of my workshop, and by the end of the workshop, a number of people came in later, and the word had gone out that such a thing existed and I had several other people come up to me afterwards and we were able to do some additional presentations. Um, I did some in Arkansas at Pagan Fest and the next opportunity um, that I'll be doing some presentations will be at the Madison Pagan Friday, Day which is happening in Wisconsin in Monona, Wisconsin, one of the burbs of Madison, this coming Saturday. So David and Jeanette, you've also been doing some presentations. You know, at Hallowed Homecoming, I've been with both of you, as well as with Tristan and, and others. Do um, you want to share some of your experiences incorporating that honoring as part of ceremonies you have done
5: have awarded ribbons at Warrior Blessing. Uh, we have also awarded them at various other times, maybe as part of uh, maybe closing ceremony. Right. Uh, or part of Pagan Pride Day ceremony as well. Yeah.
3: We did one. Uh, we did one once where the uh, at South Jersey Pagan Pride Day a few years ago, where Selena, you were there with us too, and the um, uh, the closing the closing ritual was an adaptation of the Warrior Blessing ritual, um, adapted to be the closing ritual for the event, and we did a- a- awardings uh, there um, for that. That was that was an interesting thing to do to try to try to combine the closing ritual for a pagan pride day um, with the warrior blessing to be able to recognize those who who were there that have served um, and have that part of the, part of the core, part of the, uh, the PPD uh, ritual flow. Um, yeah. And yeah, that was, that was interesting.
2: Yeah. yeah. I was at Beltania in um, Colorado in May, and did some presentations then. And I'll be back at the Kern County Pagan Festival in Bakersfield, California, which will be Veterans Day weekend. And, and Veterans Day is on a Sunday this year. Uh, last year it was um, coincided with the day of the Kern County Pagan Festival, but I'll be also doing presentations there and at PantheaCon, which is located in the Silicon Valley up in San Jose, California, on President's Day weekend in 2019. So, so Circle Sanctuary Ministers do get around the country, and those of us who are doing the military ministry work, uh, chances are if we're going to be at an event, there can be an opportunity to have a group um, honoring or at least a one-on-one honoring. I'm very thankful uh, that we have been able to talk about honoring pagan warriors in various ways tonight, and I see we only have a little bit of time left, so I'm going to invite each of us to uh, share some additional thoughts about the importance of um, honoring pagan warriors and giving them support. So um, whoever would like to share some additional perspectives and our experiences, I invite you to do so. And then I have a little bit of news I'll be sharing at the conclusion of the show.
1: (laughs) Wow. Um, Well, I, I think, because we as a church decided to honor the veterans after the Pentacle Quest um, and continue to do that. It, it lets the community know that we, we honor the service of the community members. And in that honoring there's a there's a large amount of respect that goes along with it, um, and it's more than a pat on the back and the thanks for your service. And it's it's really heartfelt from everybody that witnesses the ceremonies, whether it be the warrior blessing ritual or just a presentation. Um, it's 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 just a very emotional thing. Tristan.
7: Hey you're it (laughs) Oh mercy um, What was the question Uh, You know Continuing to honor veterans Is just Probably the greatest thing uh, Or at least Among the greatest things that Circle can do Um there's a lot of times in in other faiths and and, and, and other circles and et cetera, uh, the, the warrior class, as it were, is often ignored because, you know, everybody's all into peace and love and white light and Bobby Sherman, but, you know,
0: there's got to be
7: somebody on duty watching everyone's back and, you know, I appreciate the recognition, and I'm pretty sure everyone else does,
2: too. <laughs> so, well, and that's a, a good point, you know. If we look at paganism using uh, a very inclusive term for um, or definition of paganism, and we look at some of the classical forms of paganism, the old ancient um, pagan civilizations and tribal groupings um, there's a lot of parallels with Native American communities um, within this country where there is a um, people who are in the role of warrior and warrior being a term of respect and and it being ceremonially incorporated in the, the lives and the history of the peoples and I think one of the most powerful things that's happened over the years with Circle Sanctuary's support of pagans in the military, those who have served and are um, presently serving and their loved ones, which, you know, it goes back to our earliest days when we were founded in 1974, when we started getting involved with interfacing with the larger society and then started actively working on public education to have more people understand what nature religion is about, Wicca, Druidism, other forms of paganism, and then actually achieve some pagan rights victories, including the Pinnacle Quest. I do think that not only helped with the larger society, having understanding and having the equal rights, but many pagans who had been veterans and who had been on active duty that had been part of pagan communities, festivals and small groups and um, part of organizations across the U.S. and some other places, they decided they would be not only more visible, within the larger society about their paganism, but within the larger pagan realm. And I found that to be really interesting that more pagans became visible to other pagans about their military service.
7: And that's an awesome thing. Like I said before, we all speak the same language, and it gives us a common base from which to go forth.
2: Mm-hmm. David and Jeanette, do you have um, some closing thoughts as we conclude our um, honoring taken warriors thoughts about the honoring process about experiences
3: um well I think it's it's important as we as we do focus on um Honoring our veterans who served in, in uh, you know, in dangerous areas. Um, you know, it, it's we we should also need to remember to, to honor those who didn't. Um, you know, the, mm-hmm. the the storekeeper at the supply depot in California has just as big a role in the success of the overall scope of what's going on as as the infantryman. Absolutely there in you know wherever wherever harm is um so you know we there's that and i know that there's a lot of folks that that didn't serve in um hazardous areas that tend to to try to downplay you know well i really didn't do anything i was just you know i was i served at a hospital in balboa what did i really do or i just you know i just did this or you know um but the military is is a is a is a large organization and everybody has a role to play um and it's you know, I think it's and that's what I um try to remember remember to do when we do our warrior blessings and we present the PMSRs and stuff is you know, we've had people try to downplay what they've done because well I just didn't really do much. You know. Um but no, you, you, you had a role, you, you did a thing and you and your role was important. Um there's such a small percentage of Americans who serve in the military, though we are an elite Group of people in 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 many ways, it, within the American society, um, and it is what I enjoy out of doing the Warrior Blessings and and the PMSRS and all this other military support stuff, is getting that opportunity to to connect with others who have served because there really aren't that many of us in this country that have done that that have that shared experience. and whether, I mean, like Jeanette and I and and Debbie and Tristan, you know, we were all Navy, we were all in the same you know, field, data processing, which itself is strange considering how tiny that was in the Navy at the time that we were in. You know, and Dave, you, you know, you were in Air Force and, and Don Walker was Army. We all had, we were in different services. We did different things. and But we all have that commonality, that common experience of we served. And it's important, I think, to remember to honor those who have served, to let them know that, hey, you know, just to recognize that you did something that so many others in this country didn't do. Um didn't do, wouldn't do, couldn't do whatever but didn't do. Um and it's 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 a big thing to sign your to, to raise your hand and sign that piece of paper saying, Uncle Sam, do with me what you will and that's basically what we all did. Um sure. I like to I like to honor that and, and remember to honor that the memory of those who who signed that piece of paper, they raised their hand, signed the paper Uncle Sam did what, it, what he would, and they didn't come home. Um, and those who did come home and maybe and have the invisible injuries, you know, um, traumatic brain trauma or um, PTSD or whatever labels and names and things you put on things, the, the, it changes you. You know, your service, whether it's in a combat area or not, it, it changes you. Um whether it's a peacetime thing or or wherever you are, you are changed by the experience. And honoring this and Circle's work in supporting our military, active duty and veterans, is important to assure those that have gone through it that, hey, here's an organization, and there are others out there too, but we get it, we understand, we know things have happened, you're different because of what you went through, but we all went through some. But there are a lot of us who did something similar, and we're there for each other. And I think that's kind of um, what I got to say about it.
5: Um, Thank you. Uh,
2: no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Well, I thought I really appreciate all of the work that each of you have been doing over the years. In conclusion, I'd like to just share. A bit about the different facets of circle sanctuaries military ministries we work on building community and and each of you all have spoken to that we sponsor pagan military circles at US military installations, at training centers and on ships we also do community building through social media On Facebook, you will have the Order of the Pinnacle group, and that's the Pagan Veterans Association for those who have the Pinnacle as their emblem of belief. We also have the Pagan Military Association on Facebook, which is an open group that provides networking support for Pagan troops, veterans, families, and friends and allies. In addition to this community work that we do to build community and help people connect with each other, we do active support of those on active duty. So we have a military pagan prayer card, as well as the more recent Operation Circle Care um, Warrior Blessing card that just came out. Um, We do that um, as a form of Operation Circle Care. And at the Circle Sanctuary headquarters, we're located in southwestern Wisconsin, USA, we have a support altar in our main temple room. And by the support altar, we have our flags that we use in our, as our color guard work um, and, uh, and we have them um, available so when we do ceremonies at our land, we can have a full color guard. We do veteran support in a variety of ways. We've talked about some of them here, including um, visits in veteran hospitals, working with veterans organizations, and <clears throat> one of our military ministries team Uh, Reverend Tiffany Andes um, became the very first Pagan VA chaplain resident and who's a fellow. She's now presently in the process of applying for VA chaplain jobs. So hold her in her thoughts. And in addition to veteran support, we do a variety of ceremonies on special occasions and throughout the year. We've talked about a number of them Armed Forces Day, third um, Saturday in May, Veterans Day, November 11th, Memorial Day, um, the end last Monday in May. And in December, we're part of a special program called Wreaths Across America, where evergreen wreaths go to veteran graves at public and private cemeteries. Circle Sanctuary has a National Pagan Cemetery. It's 20 acres out of our 200-acre site, and we've been part of the Wreaths Across America program for a number of years. And then we actually do a ceremony in December on Wreaths Across America Day where we take the evergreen wreaths up and place them on the graves of deceased veterans that are part of Veterans Ridge. And we've talked about the warrior blessing rituals that not only happen at our pagan spirit gathering, but at other places as well. In addition, we find it important to... Uh, Do recognition, so our pagan military service ribbon is an example of that, and we do remembrance. And our Veterans Ridge is visited not only by the loved ones of the deceased veterans who have their remains buried there in their VA-issued markers, but it's become a pilgrimage place for pagans, who want to pay their respects to those pagans who have served and who have died. We keep a list of pagan war dead up online and then on Memorial Day. We do read those names in a series of ceremonies. We do a lot of work with religious freedom, and a particular part of that is making sure that those who are serving in the U.S., military have equal rights as those of other religions and beliefs and no beliefs. So one of the things that we have become known for, and all of us on this call were all part of what was known as the Veteran Pinnacle Quest. It took 10 years and some lawyering up as well as some work in the larger public media to finally get the five-pointed star and circle, symbol of not only many forms of the Wiccan religion, um, but paganism as a whole for many pagans. We got it on the emblems of belief list uh, that the VA maintains, and it's now a symbol that can be included on grave markers issued by the VA. And I think back on in 2007 when that came to be and we had a big, Celebration at our Pagan Spirit gathering, and all of us on this call were there celebrating the Pinnacle Quest victory. Well, in more recent years, as a result of that Pinnacle Quest victory, uh, the VA has streamlined its process for getting other faith symbols and belief symbols added to its list. So there's been a number of symbols added. In the years since 2007, since the Pinnacle Quest was won, and one of the more recent symbols that have been added to the list is known as the Awan. It is used by a number of Druids in different Druidic traditions as their faith symbol, and the very first one was issued on a VA marker, at Imok a year ago, well, I'm happy to report that we now have um, an AWIN at the request of a veteran who was connected with our community that's on his marker. While we are sad that Oak Bear, a Vietnam veteran, died several months ago, we are happy that he was able to get his wish to have an Owen on his VA-issued grave markers. So cool. on Saturday, October 6th, we will be um, having some of his ashes go into the cemetery and having the dedication of his VA marker. If you happen to be in Wisconsin, it is open to the public. It's... Um, not only an honoring of Oak Bear and his life and service, but it's also making history. It will be our first VA awen, issued Owen marker. And we, we hope that you can hold um, thoughts of support for his loved ones and for this historic occasion as um, that takes place on Saturday, October 6, 2018, from 1 to 3 in the afternoon. Thank you all for being part of our Honoring Pagan Warriors um, program tonight. And I'd like to conclude with the Military Pagan Blessing, which was on our very first prayer card. Dr. Drake Space and myself helped craft this blessing, and we've had it out now for 15 years, prayer cards, going out to many parts of the world for the people serving and who have served. Powers of the ancient ways in this place far from my home and my family. I honor you and call upon you. Powers of earth strengthen my physical body and the bodies of my peers and commanders. Powers of air, keep me vigilant at my post, my mind clear and sharp. Powers of fire, give me courage, even when my duty is hard or bitter. Powers of water, grant me restful slumber and good dreams after a long duty day. Powers of spirit, balance me in honor Nobility and spiritual purpose. Powers of Goddess and God in their unity. Be with me and around me, bless me and protect me as I carry out my mission. So mode it be.
1: So mote be.
7: So mode it be.
2: Thank you all for listening, and we invite you to join us next week for Circle Talk, and for Nature Folk, we give thanks to the Pagans Tonight Radio Network, to Witch School International, that supports and sponsors the station. We give thanks to everybody who's been listening live, and who'll be listening later. And we give thanks to those who have served in our serving and their loved ones. Many blessings.
1: Many blessings.
2: So mote it be, and good night,
7: everybody. Good night. Good night,
1: everybody.